Good evening and welcome. This is the distraction. I'm kidding. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's always three welcomes at the start. That's how I've started everything from the beat down to distraction pieces. This is the distraction pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is episode 19 and our guest this week is Nick Frost, one of my favourite comedians, actors and general people. Um, It was great to to get to sit down and catch up with Nick. Um, I felt bad that we'd had Simon on on first, so it was only fair to level the field. Um, but it was, yeah, a really good chat. Before that, we need to get into the sponsors, which are Speech Development Records. And please don't, you might have just put your thumb towards the bit that skips a forward 15 seconds or whatever. Don't, man, just help out. You know, you're getting this for free. Um, all I ask is, is that you listen to a few seconds of sponsors and maybe go in and uh, get involved. So one of them is my label, Speech Development Records. You can find us at speechdevelopmentrecords.com or scroobiuspip.co.uk where there's also like some free web games. But you can buy CDs, DVDs, mugs, mugs, actual mugs with my beard on, hats, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it all supports the show. Um, um, in one way or another. Um, our other sponsor is a new one this week. It's squarespace.com. Um, I love Squarespace. Uh, I'm pleased to, to have them on here because the website I just spoke about, scroobiuspip.co.uk, I built myself on Squarespace. And Squarespace is um, a website, a building tool, essentially. Uh, you can go on there. It's all really accessible, um, a drag and drop um, to make a lot of different styles. There's beautiful templates. It's It's... I, I knew absolutely nothing about um, about building a website, but the website I had was pretty but kind of inaccessible and people weren't enjoying the whole, whole a navigation of it. So I felt I needed a new one and I heard about Squarespace on another podcast on the Joe Rogan experience. So I thought I'll give it a look. And the beauty of it is you can, can build it and then, then you can choose if you buy it or not and if you uh, use it or not. But yeah, I just went on there. And I found it ridiculously easy. Um, the few bits I got caught on, they've got 24-7 support on like a live chat or email thing. Um, and the thing that I really enjoyed, which I didn't have on the old website, is the responsive design. Um, basically, I built it obviously on, on on my laptop and knew it would look good on a computer and on, on a desktop. But my old website, when you went on there on your phone, it didn't really work. Um, and the beauty of this is it readjusts. It's all in their program. So it builds a separate website um, for your phone, which matches this. Um, so yeah, it's really good. You can have a free online store on there, which allows you to to, to set up like beautiful, a one page uh, presence and online stuff instantly. Um, and it's just $8 a month or the equivalent. Um, and you get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. And even better, because you listen to Distraction, he says, uh, you can get 10% off um, your first purchase if you enter the offer code PIP, P-R-P. Um, and that, you know, you get 10% off. Also, it lets them know that we sent you. So you then are supporting uh, the Distraction Pieces podcast. So it really works in a million really cool ways. Um, if you've got, I don't know if you're a photographer, if you're a model that happens to only model on Instagram, if you know, if, if you've got a million of, the, of these things, you can build yourself a little website. It doesn't cost much. And uh, yeah, it's really good. And you support the podcast. So do that squarespace.com enter the offer code pip p-i-p and uh you support us so thanks for squarespace space for coming on board and supporting this podcast adding us to the 
amazing podcast that they already support, so it's an honour to have them on board. Um, but onto the podcast, we've got Mr. Nick Frost, um, wonderful comedian from Spaced, from Sh- Shaun of the Dead, from everything, and we have a good old chat, so I'm going to leave you to that now, and I'll be back at the end with a little more information on who we got next week um, on the Double Week podcast we've got coming up and many other things. See you in a bit. There it is. I've turned it on now. The phantom. So there's a twelve seconds of silence at the start as I figure how to get the phantom power. Well, we were just sat, just enjoying it. Anticipation. Yeah. I'm here with Nick Frost. Hello. How you doing, man? Uh, very well. It's, n- it's nice to have you on at last. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be in the city of London. I haven't been here for a bit. I've just been down in Twickenham. Nice. Enjoying it out there. Enjoying it. Just hanging the out vibe. in the woods, <laughs> chasing squirrels. Yeah, I'm a keen tidesman. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got an active tide table on my phone, so I like to head down and see if there's a high one. There's a couple of nice pubs um, you can get amazing. trapped in. Which is perfect. Nice. Yeah, it's amazing. What, what do you do? You, is, is it active avoidance of London? Because I go through that an awful lot. And when I do visit, I love it. Yeah. But if I'm there too regularly, I hate it. Yeah. And go I go just, right off it. There's no reason at this point. I think I've still got like a Christmas can't be asked lag. If I'm yeah, honest, yeah, it's a tough one. I isn't can't it? shake it. I'm like, dude. I know I've got a job to do in like April. We're yeah. Doing like a second Huntsman film. Nice. But it's that thing. It's like I don't really need to do anything until then. You know. Yeah. So I'm. Kind of not, which it's, is nice. It's a beautiful thing to be able to do and to, and to be able to reconcile in, in, in your head. But that's the advantage of having something on the calendar that you're like, right, that's when I need to yeah. be doing shit. I can't, realistically, I can't start much before then. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Because I start, I'll have to go on hold. I just can't do it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there's piles of jigsaws in your living room. Yeah. Like, I'm not even starting <laughs> yeah. it. I if started. I can't finish it. <laughs> I wouldn't start anything more than a 500 piece at this point. That, I mean, that'd be crazy, I wouldn't it? commit to it. I'm seeing a lot of my son and i think he's only a bit you know he's like four yeah but i get a sense he's already sick of the sight of me yeah <laughs> I, th- I can i can sense him thinking si- please don't die mum are you sick of the sight of him so, yet? no never brilliant no never i've, I've been been talking to a lot of friends of mine who are parents who uh their kids are at the age where they're starting to get sick of the sight of them which is beautiful i didn't know that was the it's, that was an age yeah but yeah he comes- he, he's kind of sick of the sight of me <laughs> i'm there all the time <laughs> Um, so, are you ex- excited about another Huntsman? About playing yeah. a dwarf? I think the way I said yes probably says it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it messed my back up. Yeah? Yeah. Dwarfism well, messed what's my back the... up. I went to Dwarf College. I did a two-week... Two, seriously, like a two-week course at Dwarf Tech. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, so we were all kind of given a dwarf, and like we just it was like a ride-along. Oh, wow. Um, we just had to completely follow... You know their movements and and the way they walk, but it mashes your back up a bit. Especially when I went, oh, I did like Cuban Fury afterwards. They yeah. had to get the like my Spanish instructor said she had to get the dwarf out of me yeah. before I could like yeah. dance properly. I mean, he shouldn't have come along anyway. I've really. always, he's, always there. Some, some, he's always there. He's always business over hanging out the back. <laughs> That's that amazing. How weird is that to, to go from such a, a different things? Because in, in Cuban Fury, you really had to get down. You really had to to know your stuff and yeah. and. And dance. I did have to, yeah. I mean, it was, 
I, I did. I mean, now I loved it, but then it was. Hor- I mean, horrible yeah. doing that. Like that first day in training, when you're at Pineapple and you know you, you walk past like a, a ballet, a ballet class with like yeah, fifteen, eighteen year old girls in it, and you know that you probably weigh more than all of them collectively. Yeah, and they're all looking at you, thinking, "Why? Why are you here? Why?" <laughs> I'm just here but to it, dance. Yeah, but I, I think after like, because I tried for seven months, but after Damn, like that's three, a long time, right? yeah, seven hours a day, six days a week wow. for seven months. But after three months, uh, I found myself like, then like in that ballet class with the girls, but warming up. Yeah, because yeah. all dancers just warm up together. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of odd. I've been to like since I finished and it came out and that. I've been to like bar salsa a few times. Yeah, and for for <laughs> Love it. for a weird, I always kind of end up bringing people there too after like another thing. Yeah, and you know, so they're open and they do that odd thing that the bouncers like guide me down yeah. through and then into their VIP section Amazing. where they like put like a tablecloth on and then shut it and people stand exactly. I'm feeling like I feel like Tony Montana in, in Sandy <laughs> yeah. Night Fever. Yeah, just everyone looking at All you like and your crew. Beautiful one shot yeah. as I cruise down. <laughs> Life is a beautiful one shot when you've learned your Cuban dancing yeah. and you're doing your salsa moves. And then getting annoyed because I'm handing out Cuban money to everyone, <laughs> to the bouncers. There <laughs> you go. Enjoy yourself. Go on. <laughs> 100 pesos it might not be pesos it. I'm just uh, how much of the awkwardness of that training and whatnot then went into the film and influenced that because obviously you've yeah. got to, you'd, ideally you'd start the film as you're learning like yeah, start filming it and so you're genuinely not having to pretend to be shit yeah, and then we could shoot it get in, good in two bits yeah so then you take a year off yeah. like brotherhood yeah 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 yeah, yeah that would exactly. be good because I think the problem we had during some of those things is it's especially at the beginning when you can't you're not to not be able to meant to dance you know yeah. and then suddenly you can dance and it's it's like you have to unlearn what you've learned which yeah, is kind yeah, of annoying yeah, like, yeah. Said, let's shoot yeah. why don't we shoot this now and I can't just just just, just make it accurate yeah um, so, uh, did you ever expect to be making a film <laughs> Of you as a dancer was that something that was ever in your mind? Yeah, it was. I mean, we'll go back to the start at some point in the yeah. interview. We will have some structure and and form, but yeah, uh, was that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was always a secret thing in me that yeah. I wanted to do a film where I danced a lot because I like yeah. dancing. I've always yeah, yeah. been kind of all right at it, and and I just you know not wanting to not you know be with Simon and Edgar. I thought I need to do something so completely different yeah. uh, and something that people wouldn't expect you know and I, you know I think doing a dance film was that yeah exactly and there's not a, you know there's not that many like the dance film genre isn't about that much I guess there's all your step up and that kind of thing yeah but, but, I but, think not, like, but not really the story type I don't know I don't yeah, know. I yeah not like a, hum, like, like a humble man trying to yeah, exactly. better himself it's about usually it's about two hard diamond hard crews with yeah. some you know, with some amazing moves, which are incredible. You know, yeah. to think that those people, I mean, we've all do been all there. that. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been in them gangs. Yeah. We've all been in the dance gang. I used to be in a, a breaking crew called um, Octopus because there were eight of us. Amazing. Yeah, that was in Gants Hill. You see, but you know, it should have been Octopus if there was four of you. So you've got eight arms. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. You know, so each one of our each arms one, is one of your of arms arm. is a valid. Part, oh, yeah. but I guess you became the arms. 
our souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there is a 16-armed octopus. Well, if there is, like that should one. be the renaming of your, Sixteen of your crew. Octopus. I think you should get back together. <laughs> that could be my record label. So did you, was it, obviously it comes across in Shaun of the Dead, but was hip-hop and electro and, and breaking your 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 roots, or what uh, you, you grew up loving? Yeah, um, I think at the first kind of, I think it was, a, you know, I remember being like 9, 10, 11, you know, that kind of age when Breaking came out and yeah. Beat Street. Yeah, we got yeah. the cinema to watch that, and I remember listening to uh, like the real Roxanne and Roxanne Chante, which yeah, I think yeah. are different people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then you know, being a being a big big hard house fan, you know, the beginning of all that was that weird music, which was in the middle of the Venn diagram between kind of Chicago house and and hip hop. Yeah, you know, that yeah, whole, yeah. Like Doug Lazy was in there, and like that's what you listen to at right. Yeah. There was that weird alternate stuff, but there was yeah. also that which had p- p- both, you know, the stuff that bled, b- bled between. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess you know, like anything, you have phases. You know, I had yeah. a massive Manchester phase where I was a, you know, um, Stone Roses fan, and I think it's a shame now that it's kind of acceptable for everything. To, or to be into everything because at that point the phases that was crazy because to go from being a raver yeah. to the Manchester to this and to that it's kind of they were big active changes and now you don't have to put any effort into change or have the variations <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah I'm just into yeah, all like of it. it yeah you it's just good. have to tweet what your new jam is and yeah. that's what you are then you know it's it's as simple as that but um, back then it was a change there was a cost involved there was yeah. a change of wardrobe you know going Completely. from Joe Blogs to uh, you know I used to make a lot of my own flares to be honest when I was at the at the beginning of my Good. radio days. Did you ever have um, naff naff or naff naff chippy? Yeah. Global hypercolor. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Yeah. Global hypercolor was the most ridiculous concept <laughs> ever. Just a shirt that highlights <laughs> the state you're in. A house where you are. To specifically be worn when you're gonna be in a state. Yeah. It's like this is just gonna highlight the mess that I am. <laughs> I think it was probably a good. I mean, in hindsight, for the medical. Because as you know, often I had medics at raves, and yeah. if you could look how bleached white your global hypercolor shirt was, that would give you some indication of how hot you were. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. You could say you're glowing a, a bit, wouldn't you? Have a, have a water. Maybe that was the true. They were who were behind this. It was actually a. It was released by St John's Ambulance yeah, yeah. Uh, as a guide to their <laughs> their old women and big boys to to help. There, now I. I I don't want to just r- repeat the questions from when I had Simon on, but obviously you do have an, an intrinsic, you know, a, a route in together. But yeah. so, how was it to um, essentially the, the way as Simon kind of put it, and when we've discussed it in the past, was kind of you kind of not faked it, but you were a waiter rather than an actor, yeah. and then were just like, yeah, no, this yeah, is, yep, I do this, yep, this <laughs> yeah. is mine, this is my thing, and not kind of. You know, not. I think that's such a key th- a thing at times in any industry or business of just don't be having the confidence of going there, and then, but hopefully, b- b- by the time they might be able to question it, you've done it already. So it's <laughs> yeah. like you don't have to wonder if I can do this because I've done it. Yeah. But on paper, they might have said, "No, you can't do this." Yeah, I think that was a big. Uh, I found a, there's another actor called Nick Frost. Yeah. Did someone tell you this? No. Oh well, when we when were they when him and when him and Edgar and Jess went for the first meeting at. Like Paramount Channel Four. Yeah. Um, Kevin Ligo, who was like the commissioner of of one of those places, you know, he's a lovely yeah. bloke. He uh, he didn't know me at the time, 
and he said, who's this Nick Frost character? And Simon and Edgar showed the other Nick Frost picture uh, from Spotlight. <laughs> Brilliant. So he could see that this bloke was an actual actor. Exists. That's a great fake. But Edgar didn't fake. want me to do it. No? No, he was very doubtful that I could oh, do it. was Edgar's beef? Just because I'd never done it, I'd never acted, yeah. and he was just worried whether or not I could pull it off. And was it then annoying that you and your character, you know, kind of st- stole the show? Was was definitely at least a favourite yeah. character a moment and 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 presence on screen yeah was that then a, a celebrated thing or a bit of a oh you turns out you can do it turns yeah, out you are I, good i don't know i don't think about it i just kind of move try and yeah. move forward you know but i think there was definitely that that was the first time i ever thought uh maybe i'll try this you know like you said, yeah. this was all right i'm you know i think what it was with the, the cruise more than anything you know just that just the fact that, that in terms of a group of people, apart from working on a film or a TV show, they have no connection to it. Yeah. Yet they seem to put everything in day in, day out for it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, a week yeah. after you wrap, they'll be on something else doing the same thing, you know. Yeah. And I don't think I'd ever seen that amount of collective it's crazy, passion isn't it? before, it, you know. It, it, for something it's... that they... Someone who does props, for instance, or, or yeah. they don't get any... Props, Props so, to, so to speak. Yeah. Yet they put everything into it, and you know, it I bizarre. think it's kind it's, of amazing. It's fascinating because because people in 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 our positions of doing music or film or anything like that, yeah, you 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 do have to work insane hours and put everything into it. But as you said, you've it's because it's for you. Yeah. And for those people, it's not it's not for them. They're kind of just doing it. Obviously, yeah. they're getting paid and whatnot, but you know, they're still putting going above and beyond because they love. They the care thing. enough. Yeah. They love doing that. And I think, yeah, I mean, I just, I hadn't done anything really before that. I just bummed around, and I think, oddly, I mean, now I don't have any parents, but uh, you know, my 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 credo of it will be all right, yeah, has <laughs> kind of worked out all right. But yeah. you know, it I think they'd be right. horrified. And if my kid said to me, "It'd be all right," yeah. I'd be cross too. Yeah. You know, I think I'd just been lucky and weird, being able it? to fight to recognize an opportunity yeah you know. it's it's really hard because i've kind of always had the same of just just had a feeling i'll do yeah. stuff that i'm into and it'll, it'll be, be good right. and it'll, it'll work out but are you a walker out of jobs no i've walked out of stuff before no, just thinking I've, I've, nah not for me but i walked out i won i walked out of pizza at once when the manager yeah. was really <laughs> rude to me i worked in the kitchen and it was my dream job because i love pizza Hut. yeah and everyone has said if you work there it'll ruin your love for it i i Ate pizza for lunch every day. I took a pizza home every day. Yeah. I loved it. Pete, can we we can talk about pizza, right? Yeah. Pizza Hut is not the same when it's delivered. I like it, but it ain't the same. I tell you. Put um, it in the oven. Is that what you're gonna say? For no, fun? I'm gonna say you need to learn the techniques of ordering. Yeah. And there is a technique to it. I've 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 nailed it. It's different with different ones. With yeah. Domino's, I feel you often have to order extra sauce. Right. Um, because they they often make a little dry. With Pizza Hut, it's extra cheese. Right. Any pizza you're ordering, order extra cheese. Yeah. And that is the pizza that you you were hoping you would get. I suppose because they have to cook it longer. Yeah, I guess so. It, brown, it browns. Yeah, exactly. Um, I this is, it's central tips here for yeah. people. I'm a good pizza. I'm not Papa John's. Not had as much, Never but they're pretty it. much what you expect when you like. I've not noticed you need any specific tweaks or changes. Yeah. I remember being a younger man, and there used to be a pizza place called uh, like Rossi's Pizza in right. Barkingside. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, delicious. It was. It was. A one that we used to go to in Grey's purely because it it did kebab meat pizza. Oh, which was just job done. Delicious. That's the 
that's the uh, that's all that's two meals in one yeah essentially um what would you have with it though you wouldn't need to. But would you have just a, kebab a, meat? A or drink. Would you have red I'd, onion? I'd, no, or? I'd normally just have kebab meat. I'm not a, b- a big onion man. But they would... The, I think the one they made was with a red onion, yeah. Whereas I'd just go kebab meat, sauce, cheese. See the Baptist. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was, it was <laughs> wonderful. Um, obviously, I, I, I get nervous when I've got a guest on who, you know, I feel is a, is a friend and I know... And I worry I'm not going to have researched it or be prepared <laughs> enough because it's just meeting up with a mate for a chat. Yeah. So I did a little bit of research, and um, the bit that excited me the most was the inclusion of your history um, at Barking RFC. Yeah, as a as a as a rugby player, as a young colt. How yeah. was that? Um, How was your rugby career? Well, uh, you know, at that young point of my life, I think rugby came in about I was six, I reckon. Yeah, because I had a an older brother who was yeah. like ten years older. Who came to live with us in, in? Was he into rugby? He was. He was a big old. <laughs> l- I wonder why you brought him up. Big lump. But he uh, he came down to live with us, and when we lived in Dagenham, yeah. And he was a good rugby player and linked up with Barking, yeah. And then it was like a ten-year relationship. You know, my dad got into it, and I remember fights between mum and dad where because we were at rugby, yeah. you know, or we were at the rugby club, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And it rugby was my life for years, you know, Barking Rugby Club because yeah. it was. You know, you'd go early Saturday morning and you'd watch the thirds and then you'd watch the firsts play. And Sunday, me and the other kids would have a mini game or... Yeah. And then, you know, I remember the clubhouse and pies and beans and... I think it's a a funny thing where where people can underrate the importance of sports and clubs. I like that. For family. Like, I always... I remember I'll tweet sometimes about... On Boxing Day, I'd always try and go and see Millwall if we're at home on Boxing Day. Yeah. And people would say, I can't believe you're going to football. It should be about family. And that. it's like, well, and my parents are separated. And Boxing Day has always been the Christmas celebration with my dad, essentially. Yeah. Me and my dad and my brother will go to Millwall on Boxing Day. And that's a key part of the family Christmas and family yeah. setup. Yeah. Whereas it can be seen as, oh, you're going away from from this or that but I'm sure oh, when you were going that would have been a key part of bonding with yeah. with your dad and your brother and, and, man, you know? yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah I think things were a lot different then I mean you know being a young little boy and seeing men you know shaving their pubes and, and wow. rubbing railjecks on each other's shafts yeah. it, it was an eye it's an eye opener <laughs> it's certainly an eye opener <laughs> in so many ways but yeah Good memories from the sound of it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, pies, beans, and Raljex knobs. We'll it's, be right. It's back. the dream. So, so, why did you stop um, uh, I, on the rugby? Just, just lost interest, I got did. to a certain age. I, I, um, you know, I got injured. I hurt my back when I was like 16, 17. Uh, and I wasn't playing at Barking at the time. I was just kind of a, an, a, an everyman. Yeah. Uh, and then a journeyman, sorry. And then, yeah, you know, hurt my back. And during like getting better from being injured. Yeah, just couldn't be asked in it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started yeah. smoking weed and girls, and you started to smoke girls. I started to smoke weed, girls, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of done for me. I think I played again once when I was like twenty or twenty-one for London, Nigeria. Yeah, which was pretty good. But yeah. again, big, big brawny Africans yeah. fighting on a Tuesday night amongst themselves was a turn off for me and yeah I'd and imagine that, that was that so what kind of, of 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 took over in that gap 
between that and and becoming an actor was there um a, a a love of film and wanting to be an actor already or was it a weed and girls or yeah i didn't i had a weird thing with film even though i knew film existed and i had seen films obviously aware of it i i wasn't it it was something that was a moving picture on a screen i didn't yeah. i didn't even think there was a crew made it you know yeah, i just yeah. never, didn't think about it that yeah, much yeah 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 no i get that until i you know it's that weird thing that you you recognise things in culture that yeah. you think, oh, I wonder if anyone else in this room noticed that, you know. And then I, when I met Simon, he was that other bloke who noticed all those little things, you yeah. know. And then it became something that was a thing. It was an art to me, yeah. then, you know, once I started to realise, oh, right, OK. <laughs> That's great, th- things like that, are when it's something you'd never even considered particularly because yeah. it's just... Um, a thing that's there. Yeah, it was Smokey and the Bandit. Open that up, yeah. <laughs> you know, little yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that, or, or, you know, Evil Dead, or I was allowed, because my mum, or my mum, you know, was a big drinker, so Sundays were, were about the pub for yeah. my mum and dad. And then as a, you know, uh, as a little latchkey Sunday Essex kid, yeah. Sundays were where I was allowed to watch any video. Brilliant. Uh, going, so... I think, you know, that's when I was watching The Exorcist and yeah. Hills Have Eyes, the original, and I spit on your grave and while my mum and dad just kind of got tanked up on a Sunday. Yeah. Which was great. So, I mean, I did a lot of that and BMXing, I love to BMX. Nice. And, uh, but, but, but you know, being from Barking Dagenham in, in, in the 70s and 80s, you know, the nearer it got to 86, 87, then it was about music, you know, yeah. and, and house music and... And being those urchins in Ford Fiestas and and escorts, you know, being up your neck of the woods, bibbing our horns in a in a service station yeah, waiting for someone yeah, to, yeah, 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 you know. And then it was that for ages. And then when I was eighteen, I went and lived in in Israel for for two years. Oh wow! On and off, I was there uh, for like was fourteen months, and I come home. What what prompted that? Just 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 a, a just a change of scene you know i needed a bit of a change of scenery it's a hell of a change of scenery it right? was yeah i just i had no money i went on my own wow like 3 days after making the decision i'd like 200 quid on me Damn. and that was it i just arrived in tel aviv and thought well let's do you enjoy it, it? Oh, at, i loved but it at the time did you because often yeah. it's one of those weird things of you might not at the time but then after no, the, yeah, i loved, loved it. it yeah uh just just being, do you know when you have that feeling, you think, I'm absolutely on my own now. So, yeah. you know, I can't phone my mum or dad or yeah. well, you just have to get on with it. And I loved it. You know, I met some amazing people. and That's fantastic. And just got into scraps and drank and worked hard and, yeah, just girls and just like a dream. That's such a huge thing when you, and again, it's something I guess that's possibly a lost forever now because of, of mobile phones and general access to everything and everyone. But yeah. that moment when you do have to go, this is me, I'm essentially, a, you know, a grown-up or, you yeah. know, no, this is, I've, I've got, if something goes wrong, I have to deal with it. There's not someone yeah. else that can deal with this. My mum and dad never, I mean, we were always more or less pretty skint. Yeah. And I was skint, skint in Israel. You know, you yeah. get paid like, like 20 shekels a month, which like, I don't know, nothing. I mean, you could buy yeah. like, a ten of beers or something or yeah. some fags and, and that was it. But I remember phoning my mum saying, hey, my birthday's coming up. Can you you guys send me some money? Or, you know, I'd like to yeah. go away for the weekend. So my birthday arrived and I opened my card and there was a fiver in it. 
it was a fiver in it. I was so and like um, tw- forty B and H as well. Yeah, and a fiver. That's mad. Yeah, I was very cross. So, so how was it uh, when you came back then? How did it change your perception or appreciation or outlook on on, on stuff back over here? I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I was there for 40 months and I came back and I was back a month and then I just didn't get on with it and, and went back out then for oh, right. another nine months. Uh, and then, the weird, I mean, the weird thing, the second time I went back to the same community, uh, the vibe had, had changed slightly. Oh, Even really? in a month, different people yeah. had come in and it was it was just different. It right. was still great, but yeah. a different... There'd been a, like a, a hooligan uh, element had uh, oh, really? had snuck its way into the volunteers. Yeah. Uh like four four X Stoke Naughty Forty had come on tour oh, wow. essentially. And just kind of fucked it up with their Damn. With their violent just that It's w- weird how quickly things like that can happen in that kind of community where it is it's based on people being there temporarily. Yeah. It's based on people being there for a certain amount. It's not a community that can build and sustain. No. It changes every time there's a turnover of yeah. of, of, I mean, every of three individuals months, essentially. Yeah. Fifty will go and fifty will come in, you know, yeah. and you get that you get that one, two percent of people who have been there for a year. Yeah. And then you become like Colonel Kurtz where yeah. you get your own room and then you know, my bed used to be four single beds tied together. Yeah. Styling. No one King. had that. King. King. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there was a weird vibe came in and... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just like... Do you, know when, do you know when people who are proper lunatics... Yeah. And they come into, like, normal society and you get that feeling that they could just pop off at any second yeah. for any reason. Yeah. And, they, and, and never get tired of punching you. Particularly if you were away for when they came in, because you've yeah. not had that bit where they're first trying to be polite or trying to ease in. You, yeah. You're jumping straight in and they're comfortable. Yeah. So you're instantly you've got that, that weirdness. And being funny too is difficult because then you stick out as yeah. being a problem and a threat. Yeah. So That's weird. what do you do? Do you shut up or do you just carry on and, yeah. you know... Did you feel your perception of it changed? Because, or like when you went out the second time, were you intending to? Did you know it was going to be a shorter visit, and you were just out for a bit, or were you again intending to, to be there for a long, I've, a long stretch? I don't know. I've no. I mean, like, yeah, I've never about, had a plan. You know, just yeah, just do see what happens. Because I, I, I tried to live in Amsterdam um, when I was about eighteen, I think, and uh, I had a similar thing where I ran out of money, and <laughs> basically someone had. I'd I'd put a deposit on on renting a flat, but then I went to live in Amsterdam, so I didn't stay there. But a girl I used to go out with took over that place, and she'd lived there for a while. But then when she missed her rent one year, the landlord cashed they my check, you, right. which meant I was suddenly <coughs> out there, and the few hundred quid I had went. So I had to come home, and I came home and brought some stuff with me that my mates might want to pay for yeah. so that I could go out again for because because knowing I was like right I can't live out there now I've not got enough to sustain but I'd spent the first half of that sorting out a work permit so yeah. just just not enjoying it just setting myself up to be out there yeah. so knew. then the second time I went back I was like right now essentially it's a long holiday I, I just went I, I sold some drugs I went back for a few weeks <laughs> um, and just and just kind of yeah, it was kind of yeah. I don't know. In my mindset on it had changed. Yeah. So it was kind of more enjoyable in a way. Yeah, I think I'd had enough. You know, by the end, I was like, yeah. right. I fell in love with a girl, and she left. So I kind of followed her back, and yeah, uh, yeah. 
but I think I had that thing where you a lot of people have it where you tr- you have a group of mates and then you leave them for a year or six yeah. months and you come back thinking they would what have done as this? much as you have and yeah. it's exactly the same like it's always yeah. the same here it doesn't there's never a, you're the difference you're the one that's gone out you know they've yeah, just bizarre, gone in day it? in day out and got on with their business which and it it, ta- it took m- 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 me a long while to realise that that's okay as well yeah absolutely just that, just because I'm wanting to go off and do this and do that, it, the, you know, other people have other priorities yeah. and other things in life. So, and may not be as okay. lucky in terms of yeah. an opportunity to go and, and live, live abroad for a while. You know, yeah, yeah, completely. So, how do you feel your um, your your teens growing up are, are watching completely unacceptable horror films um, influence the then jump from TV to Sh- Sh- Shaun of the Dead and making yeah. you know a far bigger thing, but still with that core. A, gr- a group of friends. Yeah. That must have been a great, um, and not a safety net, but just comforter that you're you're taking that step up. But it's it's the same you're, crew. It's the same. There's that that same a, a belief there. Yeah, I think it was, you know, meeting Simon and then Edgar. Uh, as I said, it was that thing where you meet people. You think, oh, we we're the same. We know the yeah. same things. We've always secretly thought the same you know yeah, I just yeah, never yeah, knew yeah, anyone yeah. else like these and then you uh, where did you all meet I presume it was in, uh, in, in education in no, no no I met Simon I was uh, a waiter and his girlfriend at the time came to work at the restaurant right. and then I met him through her mm-hmm. and Edgar I met I think I met him at like the Batsy Art Centre right when when I was like 23 24 maybe yeah. like 18 years ago and I didn't get I didn't not get on with Edgar but I was a weird <laughs> Because I was Simon's mate. Yeah. And I'd never acted. I wasn't a stand-up because I, I knew him through stand-up and stuff as well. Yeah. So I didn't feel I had a voice within yeah. that group. And that group was like me, you know, me and Simon being mates and then Edgar and Adam and Joe and yeah. Matt and David and yeah, Peter Rafinovitz and, and Mark Morris from the Blue Tones. And, yeah. you know, that was our... Yeah. That was the That was the soul of our little crew, you know. That's a hell of a group of... And then obviously, you, know, you don't. They all go off and yeah. and, and do that. But I, you know, I felt quite quiet. And Edgar sensed I was being quiet. And then I never understood what he was saying anyway. In terms of, you know, it's like I've had the chance a few times to sit and have dinner with him and Tarantino. And a lot of the time, as much as I like them both and and love Edgar, I think I might. I'd rather be back in the room yeah. watching Donut Showdown because yeah. yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. You know, yeah. uh, I love that. I love the reality that so many situations that on paper are a dream situation, yeah. but in reality, I'm a big fan of room service and films. Yeah, and there's very, there's surprisingly few situations I see as as better than room service <laughs> yeah, I know. and films. I know. So there's so many things where you feel I should be out doing this or engaging in this. It's like kind of just want, just just want to get back and see what they've got on the because what films they've got. Being you know us both being being British and English. That, yeah. You go to America and then you get to a nice hotel and there are films on pay-per-view yeah. which are not even in the cinemas yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Crazy oh, exciting. they got Lucy. Yeah. You know, and you just sit in and what... But, I mean, that... <laughs> you can also shoot yourself in the foot because then you've got an 11-hour flight home and you've watched yeah, everything. Yeah, you know, that's, that's always a trouble. And Again, I love flights because of that. Hashtag first world problems. Yeah, you know. and I love flights because of that, that same reason. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to just... Catch up. ...eat and watch, and and, watch films. And cry. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a great flight crier. Yeah. I can't help myself. I can't help it. 
it just you go for the emotional films. You pick the emotional ones. Just anything, really. You know, if a Johnny Mathis song comes on the iPod, I wonder if there is a connection between Brilliant. between pressurized cabins and and tears, uh, emotion. Yeah. Give us I'll, a ring. I can't. I can't think of many times I've cried on a plane. I'm gonna think. It's, yeah. It's it's, it's 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 not good podcasting, but I'm gonna just think for a second. No, I, I think, can't. I can't. Can't think of any times. I need to cry on more planes. I drink a lot on planes, though, so (laughs) that could be the the problem. (laughs) I drink a lot, and I'm quite into self-torture, so (laughs) I am normally in a a lot of pain. I've got a little Uh, bulldog clip that I (laughs) put onto my thigh meat. Um, This is kind of going off 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 a subject a little but are you a fan of the cinema in general? The experience of the of the cinema. I'm a massive fan of, of watching things in the cinema. Yeah. Um, for some reason, hotels f- feel similar to me. They it, anywhere that's not my own living room. Yeah. Feels like a different experience. It feels like I'll pay more attention. I'm more. I'm more in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, any. And I think this is this is me being a bit of a hermit as opposed yeah. to me being some kind of big fucking celeb who can't go to the yeah. cinema. But yeah. I, d- I do get hassled a lot, I think, yeah. just because, you know, things like Hot Fuzz and World's End. Yeah, and yeah, so, of course. So for me, cinema's perfect if it's 11am uh, on a Monday. I'm exactly the just same. On my I own, generally go on my own people. in the daytime. Perfect, yeah. I love it, yeah. Um, and what there's been a lot of things recently to save the Soho Curzon because they're closing it down. And I think it's a great cinema. Yeah. I love what they have on, but... They don't do hot dogs or Ben and Jerry's. Or no. Nat- so in my mind, it's not on the top of my list. No. I'd rather go up the road to one that's just got a dirty hot dog, yeah. a Ben and Jerry's, some Maltesers. I a, think a drink that I can barely carry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want these in things in the cinema. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a poncy cinema I th- guy. I'm a. I think they could street cinema meet us halfway. <laughs> yeah, with, with a with a hot dog. Yeah, you know, I th- I, I miss that too about the. I mean, I remember I've seen one, a few of the Poncia cinemas that have like hot dogs that kind of they've hollowed out a bit of bread and yeah. then automatic. You know, just go somewhere like that. You can make yeah. it a bit fancy, but just yeah, that's the Scandi version of a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. I like the very clever man who invented that. Yeah, one-ended hot dog. Yeah, hat completely. I, I think it. all of them. I think hot dogs, sausage rolls, all of these. It's people haven't realised that it's just. These are the ways of holding meat that have triumphed. It's evolution <laughs> yeah. of holding meat. Is yeah, that one way of holding meat? Bread? Okay. All right. Pastry? Lettuce? No. Pastry? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's finding ways of holding meat without having to hold meat. See, in Korea, they hold meat with lettuce. Oh, do they? Big, big thing there, yeah. They do it here. They do it at Five Guys here. I'm a fan of Five Guys, and um, they do an option of a healthier one where it's just wrapped in lettuce. And I had yeah. it once, and I decided <laughs> if I'm being healthier... I don't want to go to Five Guys. I'd rather eat, eat a Five Guys in all its filthy glory yeah. than try a healthier, sanitised version wrapped in a lettuce. I'm leaf. not. Also, I'm not. Um, I don't, I'm not a fan of hot lettuce. No. Sometimes I I'll that. put shredded lettuce into a burrito. Yeah. And then I'll think, oh, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. I don't like it. It's mistakes. It, it goes soggy. Yeah. It you lose the crunch. You lose it. Uh, I'm glad we're if you want to go to the Soho cinema and have like a a conditor and cook French fancy, then and buy like a uh, you know a Clarion Connection weird uh, Japanese blood piss Blu-ray, then 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 do it. But fill your boots, enjoy yourself, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've gone completely off off topic. You mentioned um, a a Peter Serovinovich there. Um, A a look around you. How was that kind of? Because you 
had some involvement. <laughs> you you're in bits of that. When how yeah. was that to to film? Because it's one of my favourites. Um, it's it's one of my favourites. Most awkward to recommend to people because right. you either get it or you don't. It's yeah. not one that you can kind of go. Oh, I, you know, I'm not I'm not in, I'm not into it, but I get with it. It's like yeah. either it's the best thing in the world or you're like. What, what? what was what, what? There is an age thing too. I think yeah. if you know yeah, that, of that yeah. you know that seventies, eighties, eight bit yeah, science yeah, yeah, yeah. thing yeah. we had going. You know that's nice to watch. But you know I've known Pete a long time and Robert Popper and I, you know that was that nice, beautiful phase when we were all none of us were kind of married and we were all still together and hanging out at the Shepherd's Pub and we were all collaborative in terms yeah. of want you come and do this little bit in my thing and create anything essentially yeah yeah. Uh, and yeah it's always nice to go and hang out with Robert and Pete and yeah be either a like a like a caveman or some weird hot John yeah bloke yeah Uh, it's fun so how did you find I touched upon it and then we got distracted by hot dogs I think um the 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 change or this the sudden skyrocketing of Shaun of the Dead how was that journey and trip for you to kind of be part of and yeah, enjoy. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I don't. I, mean, I always sound so grumpy when I'm like doing stuff, but I don't genuinely don't think about it. You know, yeah. it's just we. You know, doing World's End, we were obviously asked a lot by people. Well, well, you know, about looking back and and the dangers of looking back. And Edgar loves to um, you know look back and stuff like that. But I'm I'm just not. It's not in my yeah kind of nature. And I think a lot of this also comes down to being in Israel too, where you you get used to people coming in and out, and right. then you after a point yeah, yeah, you yeah, then yeah, don't yeah. miss them because you harden slightly, I think, yeah, to that, yeah. Uh, and so I think it has something to do with that. But there's nothing. Uh, it was only when we did Hot Fuzz, yeah, when we went to do because we had a massive world tour on Shaun of the Dead and on Hot Fuzz too, and it was only when you went back to do Hot Fuzz and you realised. That people love Shaun of the Dead, you know. Yeah. The first first time we did Shaun of the Dead tour, people loved the film, but they didn't know who we were when we went yeah. to do the on stage intro. If, of course, yeah. But then the second time round, it was like being in Shed Seven in, in yeah. nineteen ninety. You know, yeah. we, everyone yeah, yeah, knew yeah, yeah, who yeah. we were. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then you realise, oh, Shaun of the Dead was kind of kind that of big here. You was know, there. Uh, but uh, did it affect your approach from? F- from what you've you've said about not looking back, I'd imagine not. Did it affect your approach to what you do and how you do things? Just you know the fact that it's easy before you've got exposure and therefore expectation to just do exactly that. Go well, my mate's doing this. I'll jump in and do that. Yeah. He's doing this. Whereas, did you feel you had to make any more serious choices or decisions, or did you continue to just go cool? Let's just do let's just do fun stuff. Let's just yeah. make stuff I enjoy. Um, I, I I don't know. I reckon a couple of things. I reckon. Firstly, yes, you know, I've never really, even, even, I mean, look, I'm going to say this, but I kind of, 40%, I'm going to say 60% don't mean it, but I've never give a shit, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of that, it seems to (laughs) find me, in a way, but I, absolutely, I give a shit, because I have, you know, me, Edgar and Simon have a massive work ethic where we're there to work, and we've always shared that, and that's been either making a film or... Again, I think it's a, a, a great and key characteristic to just not not need or crave too many things. Uh, yeah. You know, you, know, you, you can enjoy it and, and love a lot of things, but as soon as you need it, that's an issue. Yeah. So if you just enjoy all the work you're doing, all the stuff, it's good. But then 
if you're someone who, as soon as that stops, you're going to be falling apart, yeah. then that's not great. That's no. not a good, I've, you know, I've good never, way to be. I, I never like really being... Uh, uh, kind of looked at, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to stand back and let other people yeah. at parties be in the limelight. You know, I'm yeah, not like of that. Of course, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I've never craved that. Yeah. But but again, when you find this group of people who you love and they all make you laugh and we have this opportunity, then, you know, I think I've been very good at recognising... Because I did nothing until I was 28, 29. You know, I just did nothing at all. I just waited and mucked about and, and wheeled and dealed and yeah. but it was only when I started doing this you know in Sean and you think this is it this is your opportunity you can actually do this yeah. and especially when you look about some of the other <laughs> like uh, like people who make livings from doing this you yeah. know and you think how are you how are you how are you doing this you know if, if you could do it I could probably do it yeah uh, that doesn't work for everything, but sometimes it, it, you know. No, there's a lot of you stuff. You see behind the yeah to be able to look and it. go. Come on, yeah. That doesn't look that. It doesn't look that difficult. Yeah, sh- surely. I'll have a go. Let me have a go. Give Let me try it. Yeah, just just give me again. I think that's a lot of things. Just the act of trying something is is ninety percent of it. Is yeah. the, you know it, it might turn out your shit, but ninety percent of the time, if you're into it enough to want to try it, <laughs> it's probably doable. And acting you know? too, if you look good at doing it then you can get away with people imagining that you could be doing that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I walked to my kid to the to school this morning and he's got this little chainsaw like perfect in every detail obviously yeah. no chain on it of course but he wanted me to hold it and I was walking to school holding this tiny like half size chainsaw yeah but the way I was swinging it I wanted people <laughs> to think hey is that is this guy off to cut a what? tree down Wow, is this is this okay? Is this yeah? Uh, you know, there's a guy walking into the school with a chainsaw, right? The uh, for some I reason really makes me think of, of of the Mitch Hedberg um, a joke where he was asked about acting experience, and he's like, um, acting experience like when I'm I pot a ball playing pool and I act like I meant it, <laughs> just just, <laughs> yeah. just real life acting experience of yeah. Every day I've got that. I used to make Edgar and Simon laugh when we used to do press and that. And, you know, people ask such weird questions eventually. Yeah. Where the, People asking me how, what my secret is to acting. And, well, you know, hey, there isn't oh, what one. What is your secret? But, but I used to say, you know, if I'm doing a scene where I'm meant to be frightened, I imagine that there's a ghost in the room. <laughs> or if I'm angry, I imagine <laughs> that someone's just pushed over my mum. You know, it's just <laughs> such rubbish acting tips. It's gold. It's gold. It There's people gold. R- writing that down now. I imagine that is ghost in. Um, uh, how was? I'm jumping through tons of things now. But how was? Um, I really enjoyed a man stroke woman. I thought that was just the most fun and really. Everyone, the ensemble was just great. It was a great yeah. cast of people. Uh, how was that? And what was the? Was it purely an acting gig, or were you in? You know, did you get to to write? And was there a lot of improvisation, or was there it quite were tons tight? Tons of writers on that thing. Yeah. Probably like people who have now gone on to write, you yeah, know, proper things themselves. I mean, that is proper, but just yeah, sketches. But that that was one of those jobs where everyone likes each other. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All yeah, the cast yeah, just yeah, love yeah, each yeah. other and just wanted to make each other laugh and hang out, and and that that was it. You know, that yeah. was just. And I think we, I mean, we did improvise a bit because we were all like doing it and 
we all wanted to kind of make each other laugh and yeah. But they the scripts were good, good. You know, the yeah. writing was pretty good. I mean, that uh, that character Uncle Jack, I, that was kind of my thing, and yeah. I invented that. And then because it, the first one went well, then they wrote more and more stuff for him. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it was I'd always wanted to do a sketch show, even when I weren't wasn't an actor. You know, I like that. It's really difficult. Doing yeah. sketch comedy and doing it, it, it well. I think of one of them shit. One sketch is shit. You have three or four minutes until the next potential laugh, which is a yeah, yeah. which is a, a whole chunk, a whole section. Uh, yeah, it's a failing in comedy. It's scary live. I've not. I can't remember seeing or enjoying that much sketch comedy as 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 a live thing. Whereas obviously on TV, it's can yeah. be one of the biggest and most. I think yeah. that one of the, um, you know, I think only I've only seen like the league, yeah, do it live. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and they they were fant- you know, amazing at it. They ex- excel. Yeah. Um, how was um, the change of going staying with Simon, doing Paul, and suddenly having, you know, a big kind of I don't know a different a, a big American production rather than yeah. what you're used to, but still again still having that rooted in. In familiarity, uh, again, it didn't, it didn't feel the same, uh, any different at all. Yeah, it, it just felt like it. Edgar wasn't here. You know, yeah. I had Simon and we had Jane Walker, who's yeah, been yeah. our makeup artist for since uh, Spaced. Yeah, and we had the same costume and yeah, yeah, yeah. Naira was a producer and uh, you know we we just we had that core and then surrounded ourselves with good people over there that we liked and. It's just, uh, you know, I love that about making films in America where the continuity is the same. They're, yeah. They all, <laughs> that's that weird thing. When you, when you make a film there and you make a film here, you can interchange the crew because they all use the same language and they all dress the same. Yeah. <laughs> like like Sparks or cameramen or assistants in the States yeah, yeah. would dress exactly the same as <laughs> assistants here. You know, they have yeah. a uniform yeah, yeah, yeah. globally. Yeah. Transfers over, so it feels exactly the same, you know. I mean, obviously, with the budget was a lot bigger, so you get you get more interference from yeah from the the, the higher ups, the powers that be. But the, you know, I think that was always our deal with Universal through Shaun of the Dead and Paul, and yeah, is they were pretty good at just letting us get on with it, which yeah. which is amazing. That you trust know, you, and you faith, can, yeah. Again, I guess that's 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 a huge advantage of doing something like Spaced, where it felt that you guys were all in such control and it working yeah. that they can then go. Well, we don't even to the extent of I know even we trust them enough. Just we just don't need to do anything yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't, that's one job we don't need to do. They've kind of got that covered. Yeah, I think though. I mean, as I'm getting older and I've, I think there's also that thing that 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 longevity that of just being around. And doing things where you're either connected by being a producer or you have a voice while you're doing it, you know, I think that yeah. voice is really important and an ability to say, mm, I think we shouldn't do it like that or let's try and do it like this, you know. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I've always had that that voice and I don't think you lose that once you have it, you know, it's difficult then to go and do something where yeah, you're you've got that number 10 on the call sheet and no one wants to listen to what you have to say. I'd rather yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not do it. Yeah, that can't be easy if, 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 if you're involved, and particularly, I mean, that's the advantage of getting to a level where you're involved because of you, r- yeah. rather than you're involved because they needed someone in that role. You're involved because of you, so you you should be able to have at least, even if it's a small amount of 
of saying yeah. in in you. <laughs> and I think also as a person, you have to learn to that people will take or leave that advice. Yeah, and that's yeah. their prerogative. Putting you know? it there. Yeah. Um, how how was it to then go and do things like Money and uh, Sloan, um, where it's kind of there there was obviously a, a humour in there, but it's you know it's more of a ser- they're more serious yeah. roles and more rooted in drama. How did you find that? Was I'm not going to even ask if you were nervous because clearly you just you know no. you do stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it seems like a theme that it's quite comfortable. It's all right, I can let's find yeah. out. Yeah, but I think the comedy. Uh, I've said this before, and I was sound like such a dick when I say it, but I, something I've never had to try to do, you know, I've yeah. always been that funny little idiot at school and, and the guy that would gob in the air and catch it in his own mouth and, yep. you know, that little Herbert, yeah. who'd, and Simon would like this, would run under a, a subway making the noise of a Spitfire, you know. I was Excellent. Little, I was that kid. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I grew up with, like, 12 aunts, who all used to stand around and watch me frig about and laugh, you know. Yeah, so that yeah. part of it was easy. And I think if you're a human being and not an actor, then drama's easy because it's just what happens to you, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, then yeah, yeah. you just have to, you know, if you are that character, then anything that happens to him is within the remit of the human yeah. emotion so it's yeah, kind completely. of a bit easier you know but it's then not... when that becomes scripted and on 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 demand and on call yeah but you know it's still just pulling yeah. pulling that out essentially yeah. you know and, and it's it's kind of for me the worst thing in a whole my whole thing i do is, is just learning lines everything yeah. else is is simple yeah have you got any Techniques that that, that, I just that do you, it you stick to with learning hours. Hours, just if, going over and over yeah, and over. If yeah, if I do if I do a film, yeah, and um, like my my ex partner was very very good at knowing that when I do something, then that's it for me. Essentially, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm yeah, up yeah. at half five and I'll work on the script for an hour and a half, yeah, uh, before getting picked up, and then I'll come home and I'll do two hours when I rap, you know, yeah. and I'll do yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. seven days a week, and at weekends. I'll do four hours on Saturday and yeah, four hours on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So I just try and learn a week in advance because if you look at 110 pages, you think, I'm fucking never going to learn that. But yeah, of course. If you've got a week, it just... You do it in the chunks and sections. That's it, and that's all I do. I mean, someone like Simon and my friend Amanda Abington, they, and Justin Long, who I was just working with last year, he, they would come in in the morning with their set of sides, little printed scripts, yeah. and sit in makeup and learn it. Yeah. And I, I'm terrified of that. I just think, how, how would you... I don't think yeah. I could trust myself. It's scary, you know? isn't it? I did a, a, a thing recently with Brett Goldstein and because of my nerves of, of inexperience, I'd learnt the script. It was only a short thing, but I'd, it was, so it's only like 20 pages or so, yeah. but I'd learnt it backwards and forwards. I yeah. knew every bit. And then he, he got there in the morning and he's like... I changed it. No, or just it was like he, he'd, he'd looked over it. He's like, I'll learn it now as, as yeah. we're going through this. Is like, and he's like, that's how actors do it. That's how real actors do it. Like, a, a, kind of mocking me in a joking oh, right, way of yeah. like, oh, oh, really? You've learned it? Oh, oh, weird. All right, weird. Uh, you do if, if you want. But it, it, yeah. it, 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 it ended up nice because it then became kind of an ongoing joke of when the director and any of us weren't sure of a bit. I was like, actually, it actually uh, goes, yeah. on, we've not done this bit yet and next we should be so... But yeah, that's, that's, good a, one, that's a one, ten, twenty-page thing rather than the fear of a. But I know everyone. You know, I always know everyone's yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, that's my only job as an actor, I think, yeah. to do that. And yeah. I was I had a terrible day on space once when I didn't, I didn't, I didn't not learn it, but do you know when something just gets, you just don't, sometimes you don't see a script, uh, you don't see a, a scene in a script. Right, yeah, Because you yeah, just yeah, somehow... Yeah not paying that those two pages any mind, you know. Yeah. Flicking through... Uh, as, I do that as thing you've like, learned it as a thing on paper, but not as a thing in the real world yeah. in this engaging movie. I know where it is in the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I had to do this scene, and it was something that should have taken two hours before lunch, and it ended yeah. up taking five hours just because yeah. I hadn't learned it. And I just made that kind of thing to myself there and then that I would never, ever let that yeah. <laughs> happen to me again. Just because, yeah, as we said about about crews, you know, they they do their shit day in, day out, and they never get it wrong, yeah, you know. Yeah. I've never, ever once had to wait for a focus puller or see, a camera. As much as anything, to... it's the thought of wasting their time. Yeah. Forget the, the director and everything else. Yeah. The, the, the thought of wasting the time of these but people, hard-working people. The thought that people may have looked at me that day and thought, lazy twat. Yeah. Kind of kills me, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I have a... I have a pencil case which has a lot of good pens and pencils in. Yeah. What are those little sticky little page things you put on? I've never you know known. what I mean? Like coloured yeah, tabs you, that you yeah. can stick so they There's stick out the side of a, the color, yeah, yeah, yeah. of a file. So I do that. I've never had any of them. I've always made my own out, out of oh. post-it notes. Oh, yeah. So I'll just, just cut, cut a post-it note so it's a little bit. But. Yeah. Uh, so I do that. So every scene I do, I'll work out when it is in the shooting schedule yeah. and I'll give each week a different colour. Yeah. So then I'll only have to learn pink this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then once it's finished, I you then take it out. can forget that completely, yeah. I download that old data. Yeah. And then I start on the other, other <laughs> you week. You start the new one. Which is hard to start with. Yeah. But when you get to, you know, week eight or nine out of a 12-week shoot, yeah. you know the rest of the film. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it all yeah. in. It, yeah. it's, it's, it works. I find with a lot of of things like that as well, and I'm, I'm sure you'll find as soon as you're moving on to the next bit, that, that past bit... Is there still? You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it, it's not hard anymore. I don't know. It feels no. It was when you need to learn, uh, learn something. It's a challenge. But when it's kind of done, it's like, oh, that's just yeah, muscle well, memory. A couple of, no, a couple of times. Sometimes it works the opposite. Like you've done a big scene, and then two days later, there's someone that say, "Hey, we need to go and pick that scene up again because there's stuff we yeah. didn't cover." And you think, and oh, you've not got fuck, it. At all. I don't know it. Yeah. You, I mean, it, it does, it does come back. But t- doing Tintin was the the, the hardest thing. Yeah, that was the hardest thing I think I've done in terms of. So because it Steven was Steven Spielberg and yeah. Kathy Kennedy were on set every Damn. day, and uh, you know, and and, and Pete co-directed from a giant screen wow. uh, in his house in Wellington. Yeah, so geez. he'd be on a giant screen. That's insane. And Stephen would be there, you know. And what was the process with Just, that? You'd you get in in, in the morning. Or yeah, you... they'd have... It's a weird, kind of weird. They had this giant, like an aircraft hangar, I guess, but mm. teched up to shit. Yeah. And there was like an area called the volume, which is a, <laughs> a, a weird concept for me. But you would get your little suit on with all the little balls on. Wow. And in the morning, you'd take half an hour and they'd scan you into the volume. I'm now saying volume-like. Yeah. Uh, that Scottish uh, comedian might say, volume. Uh, <laughs> and then they put you into the computer and then you would then go into the volume itself. Wow. Which was like an area probably tw- 10 metres by 40 metres. Yeah. A squ- taped off rectangle. Yeah. And you acted within that. You can't oh, wow. step out of that because it'll blow their computers up 
and no That's one can insane. come in. You see, I'd kind of always assumed it was more of more of a traditional voiceover type job, but the fact that you're actually acting all everything of it, was acted. Every wow. scene we did, there's a big market scene, yeah, and um, you know the designers actually made that market out of chicken wire, so we would have something to interact with. That's insane. Uh, well, like when you see when you see the dog, yeah, that was. Um, it was a chicken wire dog with a broom handle coming out the back. And there would be uh, like a, a props guy in the scene with us yeah. just moving Snowy around. That's and insane. it was weird because, you know, because the time difference between L.A. And, 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 and Wellington, there would be no script. So you'd get up and you'd go to work, you know, you'd, you'd leave work and they'd say, there's no script tonight, so come in tomorrow and... And then you'd get in and Shit. you'd be ready to pop, ready to go, and the producer would come down with four pages and say, this is what we're shooting first. And you'd have 25 minutes to learn the thing. Man, that's intense. It was terrible. There wasn't, I don't think there was one day that I went home and didn't want to just jack it all in. Wow. But it was fine. I was fine, yeah. you know. And I was it's quite happy that I came out of the amazing, like, I could do that if you, yeah. you know. It's amazing completely against getting to try and experience something that's completely alien like yeah. couldn't be more so no. just bizarre but and I had that weird thing where I said oh, what? I mean what if I said to the first AD obviously not to Stephen well I mean what What if I just don't what if I can't learn them yeah. <laughs> and he said oh listen we'll just cut out the script and uh, glue it to Jamie's helmet because <laughs> we'll wear helmets oh wow yeah with head cans yeah. and stuff so then they just glue it onto his helmet and then you just read it off but then as an actor and as a person with pride, you know, I would never let myself <laughs> have my dialogue glued onto Jamie Bell's helmet. And rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's amazing, though. So do you... Obviously, that wasn't that enjoyable in, in itself. No. Um, but did, uh, what did you find kind of most enjoyable between the more comedy and the more serious, like money and, um, and slow and all that? Or, Enjoyable and rewarding. I like I like money. I like Sloan. I, I think money's the best thing I've I've ever done, really. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy Lovering, who's my mate who directed it, he's he's a fa- fantastic director, and I just loved it. You know, I, I I always liked that book. I always identified with John Self as a yeah. person, yeah, yeah, as a troubled person, and I loved it. And I loved the fact that no one had ever filmed it, and and people had crazy, said it was right? unfilmable, yeah. and then. You know what? I, what I really loved is the fact that Amos loved it. Yeah, uh, and it made him cry when he when he watched amazing. it, and he phoned me to say it was amazing, oh, and wow. he thought I was fantastic in it. And then, you know, everything that what I found to be quite interesting was, you know, people who uh, had, um, you know, who had obviously studied English at uni and who loved Martin Amos. Yeah, who essentially hated what we did with it. Yeah. Uh, and then were predisposed as, to hate what you did with it. Of Obviously, course, that's absolutely. But then, as soon as Martin Amis stepped up and wrote a big article <laughs> saying this is great and this is exactly how I imagined it to be, they all then turned on him. Yeah, which is in, which which made me feel a lot better. You know, that's crazy. Because it right? then wasn't about us at yeah. all. It was about their their warped yeah, what they imagined money would have been like. Yeah, that's but I love doing that. I love all that. I love the darkness. You know. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, the last bit on my on my list. Obviously, uh, uh, I'll go through. What is two bits o- now. Operation U tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's for that's for afterwards. Okay, um, that's private. Um, 
I was going to skip to the last bit, but then I've seen box trolls. Yeah. How 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 was that? I heard you on the Nerdist Cushed. discussing that. It was just easy. Kind of, <laughs> that was exactly the kind of vibe. I was like, yep, they've flown me out. They yep. put me in a hotel, yeah. which is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went to like two functions and they put me up for a week in Chateau Marmont. Like, Brilliant. Yeah, right in, I'm having right it. where you need to be. Uh, it was fun. The directors were lovely and it was one of those nice gigs where they say you can do what you want. Yeah. Essentially. And I was with Richard Iowadi and... Yeah, just chatting and uh, you know it was fun. That's wicked. Is is there any influence on things like that of thinking of what your your kids will think? You know, no, no, well, no, they're the no, only things no. I think they can what he can watch. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You've, you've probably not had a lot where he can no. look at or see. So not yet. Was that a fun or was that or was that a bonus? I guess or was that an influence in? A th- yeah, on doing it. Yeah, I mean, I did Ice Age as well. Of course, uh, ages, yeah, ages yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, again, another thing is like, and weirdly, those anima- animations and and the people that do them, have a, I've only done two of them, but they have a really strong uh, family bond uh, off screen too. Oh, and wow. my son has got a credit on on Ice Age because they do. Um, I think because it, it takes four or five years to make these films, minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have uh, film babies. So any kid that's been born right. during the process gets, oh, wow. gets a credit. Oh, that's great. Which is kind of amazing. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's he's lovely. Got a little credit on, on that. But those films are like that, you know, but yeah. I think because they're, they're four families, you kind of find that the people making them are family, family run, you know, family people. Yeah. Which means they don't really like me swearing when we're not filming. Which yeah. is weird. But you meet people What's the who problem? get the um when you swear a bit. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, we're never going to get on. So. That's odd. Um, n- n- now the last part on my list, and it's something I hadn't caught, which is is is, is rare because I I catch a lot of your work. Um, Santa in, in Doctor <laughs> Who. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it's got to be crazy, right? Yeah. I was going to not do it. Why? Just, I didn't. You know. Just didn't fancy. I it. didn't fancy. <laughs> I've been invited to go to Moscow to attend some kind of uh, um, sci-fi convention. <laughs> right. And they were going to pay me a bundle. I thought, well, maybe I'll just do it for the weekend. It'd be fun. Yeah. But I was kind of convinced to do it. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I am a fan of Doctor Who. I'm not like a, I wouldn't say I'm a Whovian, but yeah. I kind of, uh, there was a long period when I'd switched off from it. Yeah. And then, then I love Matt Smith and, yeah, and Karen yeah. Gillan. I thought they, yeah. I thought they were fantastic. So I kind of got back into it then. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. I'm glad I kept because that beer was. I had a big beard. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I managed to keep it. So every day I'd go in and I'd, they'd do an hour dying it white every morning. Amazing. Uh, but it was good. You know, it was one of those things where you just. I was in a Novotel in Cardiff for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and you just. <laughs> it's that nice thing sometimes when you do a job and you haven't got anyone with you where you wrap at four and and sit and have a few beer. You know, yeah. in the hotel yeah, yeah, that you're yeah. living in. Yeah. Which was fantastic. It's a good life. Yeah. And again, it's, it's 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 them things. It's those um, treats that you can have when you're there for work. Yeah. So it's allowed. If you were just off and at home, then it wouldn't be acceptable because no, you're just, just off to, and that's just disgrace, disgraceful. No. But you're there working. You, you, Looking you've over done your work. Script. You don't need to do this now. You don't need. You can just relax and. I'll often whisper something to myself <laughs> while I'm having that point, where it's, well, just to justify it, where it's something like. Oh, good job today, son. You know, or some some attaboy, which means that I can justify yeah, having that beer. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, but I think, sorry, just to, but no, uh, being on. on set of Doctor Who, 
I was struck by how lo-fi is still. I really, you know, I think they spend so much money on the on the actual nuts and bolts of the generating of those yeah. images that everything else is kind of slapdash. Yeah, and it's the only job I've ever done where you have to buy your own breakfast. Outrageous. BBC biggest show in the world. You have yeah. to buy your breakfast. But still, there's something about that kind of vibe and atmosphere, which means everyone then just pulls together, you know? Yeah. And it, it comes back to crews again, where they couldn't make it without that crew, you know? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from seven in the morning till ten at night, just Literally making lights all together. flick on and yeah. off, or a fan fan come on, you know? Yeah. I love it. So, so, so what's next? I, I, I watched the... At the plan, I saw you in a trailer this morning. Yeah. In fact, for unfinished business, <laughs> yeah, which looks good. I'm kind of we. I don't know why, but but I'm weirdly obsessed with Dave Franco at the moment. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's the, the, even before he'd really, I'd really seen him in anything. Yeah. I had a bit of a strange obsession with yeah. him, and now he's stepped up in a few films and smashed it out of the park. Yeah, he has. Not having to do anything huge, but just just killed it. So you, yeah, what was he in? Bad Neighbours. Bad Neighbours, he's fantastic. I his, love his uh, De Niro, De Niro face in that. Fantastic. He said it really hurt. Really? He had to really? stay in it all day. <laughs> he said it really hurt his face. That's but amazing. He, uh, you know, I, I've always, um, I've just, you know, I think Unfinished Business comes out in soon. I yeah. reckon like, like a month or something. Yeah, yeah. It could be around the time that this comes oh, out, cool. in fact, because these are normally a couple of weeks off. So, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. In cinema soon. In fact, yeah. if you listen to uh, to this on Acast, I'll have a link now to the release date Fantastic. and tickets and stuff like that. That's the fanciness yeah, that's of the it. technology these days. Uh, again, another job where they, like the director and... And Vince like t- approach you say we really like you and, and Brilliant. come and do what you want to do and are you a Vince Vaughn fan? I am a Vince Vaughn. I've fan. loved him for for from old school swingers yeah. made all of them. I think there's been a few things where he's been huge, and there's been a certain amount of people who've only heard of him through s- s- some of the new stuff, yeah. which I think he nails m- most things. But I'm sure there's going to be something where they're like, oh, I'm not into him. But all of those. Yeah, I, I guess I was watching them around the same time as falling in love with Spaced and Shaun of the, yeah. the Dead and things like that. They were those kind of wow, I've not seen it done like this before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think he did something that no one had done at that point. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that was just being a geezer, you yeah, know, like yeah, a bloke yeah, yeah. who had a voice and wanted to sleep with girls and watch yeah. football and yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But also in, and that's that's what they never did well in America until recently, where men have relationships, yeah, and and they're completely platonic, yeah. You know, like here the thing he has with with Owen, you know, yeah. They they have that nice thing where they're not afraid to show that they like each other, you know, yeah, like yeah, Seth completely. and James as well. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah, that, definitely. Which, which I like to watch, you know, because it's so often in American stuff and in American comedy. When two men get close, they have to undercut it with a comment about, I like pussy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you, completely. When you completely. don't have that, it's nicer because it's. And then it know. goes to the unnecessary kind of uh, just for of the term bromance that uh, then yeah. becomes too blanket and too. It's know, like, yeah. right, it's a thing now. It shouldn't be a thing. It should just be. It's just two men who two like men one another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. It doesn't need a. It almost f- feels like the kind of. Um, Rap no homo line of yeah. a bromance yeah. game. It's a bromance. It's a bromance. Yeah. It's a bromance. Like, why are you justifying you it? You don't have dude? to. Just, 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 just get yeah. on with it. Again, that smacks of people who are afraid of homosexuals or yeah. men being close physically, yeah, 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 yeah. thinking, oh, maybe we should name it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can understand it if it, yeah. if it's named. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, yeah, I was getting cross at the man, uh, mankini as well. Yeah. Because beak 
isn't feminine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Yeah, 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 I get you. Is it a yeah. man? I mean, because a man wears it, I get it, but it's it's still a bikini. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and, and, and the B-I is bi, so a bikini oh, should be both. for everyone. Yes. It should be fine anyway. You don't need yeah. to adjust it if you're if you're going to attach a sexuality to it. Maybe we've been saying it wrong. Maybe it is bikini. Bikini. I'm bikinius. <laughs> Just popping on a bikini. I'm just, Don't worry about I'm me. My bikini, my bikini on. Uh, but yes. So what's after un, uh, uh, unfinished business? You're uh, working on much. I know you write. Yeah. You know, you've always had a, every time a wee me up to talk. There's often a few things you're you're working on or writing or yeah. slugging out. Just um, I wrote a pilot for ABC and then like found out yesterday that they've passed on it, which was a bit of a kick in the dick. But yeah. But I think coming Tricks. away from it, I thought it was a me and a guy called Ben Carlin, who was like showrunner on Modern Family for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. ages. He, uh, me and him wrote it together. And I think I'm happy because it was a good script and I enjoyed writing it. Yeah. And the characters were fun and true and it was funny. You know, yeah. and now that, that big American um, pilot machine, which pumps out so much, you know, good stroke bad stuff. Yeah. It's a weird system to work inside. It's a crazy system over there. The amount, the kind of almost X factor nature of pilot yeah. season that yeah. it is. You're all up against each other. Yeah, and it, at the end, uh, what I've learned is that it's. You know, I was working with ABC, and I was told that they have eighty pilot scripts that they have to whittle down and potentially make four or five yeah, pilots, yeah, and then yeah, maybe yeah. take one of those things. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of outlay for not much. Yeah, for them anyway, you know. Uh, so yeah, that kind of got passed on, and uh, I'm not really that bothered if I'm honest. I mean, I'm sad, but <laughs> it's not about me. It's about you know when you when you're in a position where ABC is saying what we need this year is yeah black mum a specific white thing. dad yeah, completely, completely four kids and a crazy grandma. That's what they what they want. Some I mean that does sound good. It uh, does. Sound- <laughs> <laughs> it does sound good. Uh, that's what they want, and so yeah. uh, I, you know. But that's, I mean, as said, I mean the the act of if, the act of writing something you're pleased with is never going to be a negative outcome. It's no. like if, you know you've you've got something there. Yeah, I don't think I think regardless. in this game as I'm getting older, you have to learn not not to be so precious. Yeah, uh, and that that also is when you get notes from people who you don't necessarily respect. Yeah, um, artistically. You know, I think when I was a younger man, I'd be fucking furious about someone giving me a note. But yeah. the older you get, you think, well, that's kind of a good note. You know, yeah. don't throw it Makes out sense. just because it's yeah. Some someone's prick. a bean counter and not, yeah. you know, a BAFTA nominee. It, yeah. It's equally as valid, you know. Completely. Um, so what I'm, what I'm, I mean, I've got Huntsman coming up in April. Yes, of course. And I've, I've signed, uh, I'm just about to sign a deal with Hodder and Staunton to write my autobiography. Amazing. Which is... Uh, I ain't signed anything yet. I think yeah. I think I'm gonna finish it. I've written about 170 pages. Amazing. Just off my own back to yeah. see if I could do it, and then I think I found out that there is something there potentially in a book. Yeah. You know. And I is think, that starting right at the beginning of life? Yeah, that's how I've just done it. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it won't be edited that way, but that f- felt like the yeah. Yeah. best way to do yeah. it. Yeah, particularly as a, s- a starting point a starting. to get a first edit through for someone yeah. to then pick apart and give notes on a seat yeah. then don't give me fucking notes on my life <laughs> uh so yeah i'm gonna do that i think 
I'll try and do it before Huntsman so I can have the, the back end of the year. And focusing on that. Just down on the bayou, on my swamp barge. I'll be f- fascinating. And- we did add, add Kate, Kate Tempest on here a couple of weeks ago and she I had to go and visit her in Whitstable. Right. Because she was down there writing and she goes and just... she got a little beach place. Just lives in Whitstable to write. And it's, nice. it's kind of a nice, quiet town. There's no hustle and bustle, but there's enough... You know everything you need. Yeah, and I, I love the. I've, I've never on anything I'm writing. I've never done that. That kind of it's take good. myself away and lock myself away. I always remember actually. I'm 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 moving at the moment and building a little office type space out the back for writing. And I always remember a you telling me once that it made a world of difference as soon as you started having an office that you had to you go to to, yeah. to get work done. And it's a completely different mindset and yeah. just just getting work done. Um, and I, again, I guess it's that thing of feeling like you're at work and it's it's justified, as we were saying about <laughs> sitting in a hotel having a beer. But yeah. you're you know you're you're at work. It's on you know, and it's tax deductible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really went into the that's, mic then. If any, <clears throat> that's the key doesn't. part. That's what you need to know. Yeah, I went off and I wrote the first draft we ever wrote of Paul. Yeah, Simon was busy and I, he didn't have a chance to do it, so mm. I went and booked myself into a like a nice hotel for two weeks yeah. in London, yeah. uh, in England. Yeah. And they, and like hired, uh, you could like rent out the living room. Yeah. Which kind of looked out across a, an amazing lake and a forest and hills. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, every morning they'd bring me two boiled eggs and a cappuccino and then it's that thing of getting a routine. Yeah. And I sat there for two weeks and wrote the 200-page first draft yeah. of the thing, yeah. you know. And that was always that's a. It, I think if you're paying for it yourself, there's a focus to get it done. Yeah, you know, no, completely. Also, a routine is just, uh, yeah, it's ridiculously key. I think with, I've, 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 I've said this before with touring. I'm really good at being healthy on tour. Yeah, because I've got so many routines that are in. You need to be up at this time at the yeah. venue at this time doing this. It's easy to add stuff to say. Right, I exercise at this time. I eat at this time. Yeah. I do, you know. Yeah, I guess we're just as much as we want to be these wonderful f- free beings. The reality is, as humans, you're most productive when you've got uh, you're locked yeah. into a routine. Yeah, uh, yeah, and in small rooms, I think sometimes. Yeah, I always think I'd do well in prison. You know what I mean? I like that kind of <laughs> containment. Yeah, all you've got is, you know, two, two, uh, two little, you yeah. know, shelves full of books and yeah. I've always felt nuts and zoo. You a know, prison stretch is what's about that. stopping me from getting in really good shape. And I think really, that's why you know, I liked Israel well. so much. Yeah. It was like a prison. It was like the army. You know, you'd <laughs> get free aerograms on a Tuesday and four hundred cigarettes on a Thursday, and you know, there'd be a disco Friday. And I like that perfect that compartmental, you know, lifestyle. Well, I think um, comparing Israel to prison in the current uh, yeah. political climate is a perfect point to end the podcast, <laughs> and and that's what we're going to leave the people with. Leave it, leave it there. Thank you very much for coming in. Is it is uh, what's the best way to keep up on what you're doing? Are you an embracer of the social networks? Are you more on there I, subtly or? Yeah, no, I'm on there. I mean, I've just got nothing to say at the minute, which yeah. is good. So I'm I'd rather not say anything. Just keep quiet. I like to watch. Yeah. I like to observe. I like to watch what goes on. I like it. Well, thank you very much for Thanks coming for in. Me. And uh, yeah, this has been fun. See you later. I love you. Bye.
You've been listening to Scroobish Pits Distraction Pieces. That was Nick Frost on episode 19 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. It was lovely to have a chat with him. Um, Please subscribe. It genuinely helps us. Um, I kind of only mention it at the end of the podcast now because as if you're going to stop the beginning of the podcast and go and subscribe, but at the end, it's in your mind. And basically, subscribing helps us because um, it helps with our figures. If, if you have it subscribed and set up to, to download when the new ones come out, then we have a big hit of downloads all at once. And it really helps on iTunes, on Acast, on all of these, these places. Um, and it's something that you can do for free to help support us. And also, it's worthwhile doing because not next week but the week after we're doing a double week of podcasts so it won't just be your usual Wednesday podcast there will be another podcast I'm not going to tell you who they are yet because it's two in the same week who are two amazing guests but we've got over an hour of each on separate days so we'll be doing that so subscribe to the speech to to, to what to the distraction pieces podcast it's not called the speech development podcast it's not all about speech development that's that But we will see you next week with a guest that a lot of you have been requesting and I'm very excited to tell you about. We've got Mike Skinner on the podcast next week. Mike Skinner of The Streets. Mike Skinner of Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner of The DOT. Mike Skinner of The Beats Label. Mike Skinner of many, many things. So tune in for that one. um, And we'll see you next week. Bye.